Hello and welcome to Tracks. I'm Tim. And I'm Harry. And it's Friday. We are still here in Brighton at The Great Escape 2018. You alright mate? Hello there. How's it going? Uh, mostly good, thank you. How are you? <laughs> mostly good too. Uh, I'm sure listeners can already tell from my voice in particular. Yours a little bit, although I think you're holding up slightly better than I am. Thank you. Um, the Great Escape's already taking its toll a little bit. Yeah. It's really, it's, it, it hits you, doesn't it? Yeah. It smacks you right in the nose. Life comes at you fast, people. Um, we had a great Thursday. Very what, good. One of the most enjoyable Great Escape Thursdays I think I've ever had. Um, but I seem to have lost my voice. Yeah. Uh, and I think that kind of tells a bit of the story. Where should we begin on our tales from the front line? I guess we should begin with waking up and walking to the festival. <laughs> we did do that. We woke up, we recorded an episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, put it out. I'm sure you guys enjoyed it. <clears throat> I hope you did. I thought it was quite fun. Uh, and then we headed... Did we go straight to the beach? We did. That's exactly what we did. We walked <laughs> straight down... Um, it was a lovely morning, L- much better than we thought it was going to be. Glorious sunshine. Glorious sunshine. Felt like 25 degrees. Yeah. Oh, I just remembered actually, before all of that, I got a parking ticket. That was a fun moment. <laughs> that really got the day off to a <laughs> brilliant start. Yeah. Um, Still haven't opened. No, I don't want to know. That can wait till after the Great Escape. This is a time for happiness, people. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, we walked straight down to the um, beach. We met a friend, I believe. Or two. Or two. Um, and got straight in there. Got straight in amongst the action. We saw a little bit of Boyazuga. Yep. That was good. Um, not as much as we would have liked, because we, we kind of hung around there and then left. Yeah, we, had, we went to basically chill in the zone. Have a... <laughs> not, not even have a drink. Just kind of get brace ourselves almost it was like an hour or so of bracing ourselves yeah well that is one addition to the great escape this year that i think has been really really positive already is that because because it's all different venues dotted around the city those kind of congregation points where everyone can sort of hang out uh you know people will do it in say the pavilion gardens there's a few kind of open spaces around the city where people will just chill or you can go and sit on the beach obviously Mm. but that area around the new beach venue they've just got loads of chairs and tables and like it's it's very much a chill out area isn't it yeah and i think massive massive shouts to the great escape for adding that because it makes a big difference yeah it's like having a back garden to great escape isn't it yeah big back garden big back garden with food and drink (laughs) beans and beans (laughs) beans 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 um so we left there and we went to patterns yep First, we saw Declan McKenna. Yep, we're doing acoustic set. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it was really nice. Um, Very much enjoyed his uh, comeback to some fan banter. Yeah, he was funny, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. I've always thought of him as a very. Um, he just seems lovely, doesn't he? Seems a very nice chap. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. You can't imagine him ever saying anything bad. He's just, he's just sweetness in a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sweetman. Um, people from the back basically shouted, uh, play Brazil. He said, ah, oh, I can't. That's my only song. Yeah. 
and uh, it was it was very funny. Yeah, and then he introduced a song that he was about to play, and he said, "This one's also not Brazil." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Brazil is a great song, but yeah, um, and he finished on it, and it was really good. Yeah, but I very much enjoyed what he did there. Although I preferred Paracetamol, it was interesting. He said yeah. that. Um, before he played Paracetamol, he said that this is a song that doesn't really lend itself to acoustic, but I thought it worked really well. Very much so, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, so, you're wrong, Declan, it's great. <laughs> yeah, shut up, Dec. <laughs> Do it more often. <laughs> um, and then was, for me, one of the most, I think, amazing things I've ever seen. Just in terms of kind of, I didn't really expect it, and I expected it to be as brilliant as it was. And I was just kind of blown away. It was Johnny Marr in conversation, which we talked about on yesterday's podcast, a song we were looking forward to. And I thought it was going to be great anyway. He was sat down with Sean Keaveney having a chat for an hour. Um, basically, mainly about guitars, wasn't it? Because yeah. it, was, it was a Fender event. Um, yeah, it was kind of a Fender advert, but also a chat. Yeah. Predominantly just a chat. But the brilliant thing was, I was just excited to see him in real life anyway. But he walked out with a guitar around his neck. Yeah. And I was like, wow, is he going to play a little bit? And he kind of interspersed his conversation about riffs and stuff like that by just playing, you know, little intros to, you know, Headmaster Ritual or, you know, all sorts of, like, stuff he's worked on, a Modest Mouse stuff. Um, mm. Just, and I was about, at one point, I was about two feet away from Johnny Marr playing a bit of Heaven Knows I'm Miserable Now. And I was just, I just couldn't believe it. I was just watching him and thinking, oh my God. You might look a bit like a little dinner lady, but you're Johnny Marr and you're playing that. And I can see it. It was, yeah, it blew my mind. Um, yeah. Just to get some insights and stuff into how those things came about and what he's been doing since then, since the Smiths and stuff as well. Just in terms of him working with Hans Zimmer. Oh, yeah, and, that was uh, really cool. That was so cool just to like hear. Because it sounds, you think, when you think Johnny Marr, you just think man who probably is never nervous or never worried about anything. But he was kind of like, admitting that you know he's up there with an orchestra and Hans Zimmer and he's kind of got to think on the spot and try and make up the perfect thing and I imagine that's quite a stressful situation to be in and uh, I just like seeing kind of your heroes being also quite vulnerable yeah but um that was just really interesting just to find out I mean not many guitarists like that become synonymous with like working with Hans Zimmer all the time and things like that yeah I mean, his career is mad, isn't it? It's so varied, and yeah. I think you know, you're following it, you sort of know that anyway. But it, it does kind of when when you're sat there listening to him sort of reel off all the different things he's worked on, you think, "Oh my god, you've you've done everything." Yeah. Um. So that was that was brilliant, and there, there was kind of I'd be interested. I never actually asked you afterwards, but there were certain bits which, for me as a non-guitar player, mm. I didn't really know what they were saying. They went a bit guitar nerdy at times, and sort of admitted as much. Uh, you know, talking about different tunings and all that kind of stuff. And there were bits where it just went straight over my head. I had no idea what they were talking about. Yeah. Did you take that stuff in? Yes. Was it cool? It was very cool. They, they He was kind of saying that um, when he's kind of making stuff up, he doesn't think, right, it's G-A-D, G-A-D, whatever. He'll just kind of tune the guitar a different way, play stuff, and then sometimes later on he'll find out that he's 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 written something in CED and he'll think well I wouldn't have written that in the first place like without like a capo or something um so yeah he was basically talking about um chord structures and things like that and how not to think too much when writing and to just kind of let your ears do the work first yeah 
and then come back to it after. But like he really talked about the art form in guitar and not really um like he was talking about the chi, wasn't he? Yeah, oh yeah, that was funny. Yeah. The chi and the chi, guitars having chi and like a positive energy that can be taken in and out of guitars yeah. and how um yeah, you hand a guitar to some people and it comes back with no music left in it and some people fill it with music. Yeah. And he seemed very serious that all that Yeah, I'm I'm with him. I think um there's some people you don't want to play your guitar and you, when you have a guitar and when you've got it for so long and you play on it it's not just an item that can that has strings it's it's it becomes like an extension of you almost so i can i completely understand his like love for them especially as he's been working with them since he was yeah a baby <laughs> pretty much yeah i'm thinking that could be a new business idea bring in your guitars we'll give him some good chi Give them back. <laughs> Four grand a pop. Yeah. Depending on the chi you want. You want. Tim's chi shop. Tim chi? Tim chi? Kim chi? There's something there. We can do it. I don't know, we're just calling it after you, though. <laughs> <laughs> the one man who could not give a guitar some chi if he tried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so after that, we went and got some food. And uh, a, a nice little moment occurred for old Harry over here. Um... <laughs> We, we were having a katsu curry, listeners. Mm. It was very nice. Um, but on Harry's delegate pass that he had round his neck, went a bit of his katsu curry. <laughs> <laughs> and he sort of picked it up. And Emily, our friend who we were with, <laughs> said, no, there's food on it. <laughs> and rather than do the normal person thing and sort of remove it from their self, Harry decided to pick it up and just wipe it up his T-shirt. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't hear her at the time. I thought it was underneath the delegate pass. Uh, uh, yeah. So. We had to go and buy a T-shirt from a shop very promptly. Yeah, you went for a NASA T-shirt. I went for a NASA T-shirt. <laughs> Which was yeah. an interesting choice. Yeah, I mean, you know I like my space. Um, our listeners know you like space as well. Exactly. And anyone that saw me yesterday will know now too. Um, I actually couldn't pick anything else, Tim. It was stressful. Everyone was saying <laughs> you'll be fine. I was thinking, no, no, it will not be. This is terrible. You can't walk into a gig with curry up yourself and think <laughs> that everything's fine. Yeah, it was getting dark. No. Uh, anyway, we should we should quickly rattle through the people we saw. Yeah. Because we saw some amazing acts in the evening. First of all, snail mail. Yeah. I superb. Yeah, really, really good. Lindsay Jordan is she's like absolutely tiny, but an abs- a real powerhouse. Yeah. I was so impressed. Um, thinning obviously was always going to be a highlight of that set, but that was. I think you said afterwards it's always great when you go to festival and you get your first proper sing along moment. Yeah. Because if you really feel like right, we're get we've got going now. Yeah. And thinning was that for me. Yeah. Um, and quite a lot of people knew it as well. Actually, I was. I was Pleased it with how pa- much of the crowd yeah, seemed to Yeah, it packed like. out as well, didn't it? Uh, yeah, so that was great. And she played a song on her own at the very end of the set, which was cool. Mm. Um, the rest of the band left the stage and it was just her and the guitar. Uh, and I really enjoyed that. Yep. Where did we it go was next? very nice. Then uh, we moved on to where we always like to go. Uh, after getting some more tinnies, of course, we found ourselves at the pier. We did Horatio's. Horatio. It's been done up a bit since last year. It's yeah, a, it's got ropes now. Slightly more swanky, um, but nonetheless, it's on the pier and it's just textbook great escape venue. Yeah, you couldn't get more great escape in my head than Horatio's. That's kind of what 
what I imagine every time I think of the festival. Um, yeah. Say Sue Me, we saw from Korea. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought they were very much sort of, and this in some way sounds like um, an insult, but I don't mean it to be at all, but just generic, good indie. Mm. You know, it, nothing that's going to change the world. But for me, I just like that stuff. I like, you know, two guitars, a bass, some drums and some catchy tunes. That's enough to keep me very, very happy indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was interesting to see... They seemed very British influenced, despite being from Korea, and I, I quite of liked course. that. I, yeah, I quite like to imagine what were their sort of touch points when they were growing up. Did did they sort of become obsessed with British guitar culture? You know, what was it that made them go out and start a band like that? I'd like to know. Yeah. Um. So that was good, and then we moved on to Hotel Pelerocco. Is that what it's called? Hotel Pelerocco. Yes. I can never say that name right, but apparently I have. Hotel Pelican. No. Yeah. And I think I saw one of the best bands I've seen this year. Yep. Without All a shadow. All of them. So many Absolutely. members of White Horses Man. previously uh, made the top 10 of our albums of the year in, what, 2016? Yeah. So we're big, big fans, and they were fantastic. Really good. So, so good. Um, yeah. Loads of instrumentalists, three, three vocalists... Um, right at the front of the stage all kind of the way they work together is so cool it's a bit sort of um, it sounded a bit goatee me live which they don't necessarily recorded um, but it had that kind of um, sort of playful nature to the vocals that the go team always have with their kind of some of their archive footage and um, sort of young American voices uh, so there was a lot of that and then obviously Fans of White Horses will know they went into a little bit of a French section. Yes, which they played the song that I absolutely love. I think it's called Le Couleur Originelle. Yep. Um, and I was waiting for that. I mean, I, I love a lot of their songs, um, but that one, I thought, I can't wait to have a little dance, a little boogie to this one, because it's just properly made for that. Like, yep. it's kind of summery dancey house party kind of vibes it was just joyous wasn't it yeah like there was so much uh light and color sort of emanating from the stage uh yeah just so fun it was a good light show actually wasn't it it was the first time we'd actually had something like that properly yeah yeah it was amazing um and we were we were right at the front it was really really brilliant i loved it i I was just smiling the whole time and often you know there's a lot of reactions i have at gigs and i you know i get get very into it but it's not so common that I'm sort of grinning ear to ear for a full set but they really had me smiling they did and they had there was lots of eye contact I think at least six of them I looked in the eye and they'd smiled at me and I'd smiled back and it was like they they knew we were having a good time and I think they liked that um so I like a bit of eye contact Tim (laughs) do you now and Um, there was a fun moment as well where I managed to convince you that a man was Orlando Weeks from the Maccabees and you had a little heart attack (laughs) (laughs) I think you should worry about my health a bit more Tim that was a a ridiculous few moments I didn't I was just stood still not a word just kind of shaking not really knowing what to do and then God the realisation when when I realised you were just pissing about and it wasn't him just my whole everything flooded from me suddenly I could move again <laughs> like were you disappointed or relieved I was that was weird that's like a weird question I think 
relieved because I knew I didn't have to do anything now. <laughs> I didn't have to make up a weird excuse to go and say hi or something. But also quite disappointed because it wasn't Orlando. Yeah. And I love Orlando. Yeah, we all love Orlando. Yeah, it would have been nice if it was him. It would have been beautiful. And then where did we go, Harry? We sauntered about for a bit and then found our way at the Arch uh, to see Yellow Days. Which was brilliant. But I tell you what, that venue... Smelly. Stinky. Oh, it was smelly. I literally had a droplet of water kind of dropping on me. <laughs> and I, I was like, okay, this is annoying. I smelled it. It was like sewage water. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, that's like rotten eggs. Like, can we please move or find somewhere else? And every now and then there was a new smell well, that, that was kind of... Wa- but it did add to the grunginess of it. And there was something about it that was good. Uh, not the smell, maybe, but... Um... It's kind of what I was going to say, though. What was amazing about it is often... If you're somewhere smelly, we've all been there. But generally, it's that it's a consistent smell all yeah. through it. This, everywhere you Wafts. went, there was a another hideous smell, <laughs> stench. It was weird, isn't it? I guess it was the end of the day. People had been hot, so it was a bit of people smell as well. Yeah. But uh, that was my next sing-along moment with uh, Gap in the Clouds. And everyone kind of really joined in in that as well. It was quite a euphoric kind of experience. Um which was really nice, and I think their band performed really well as well. Uh, yeah, it was nice to see a bit of brass. Yeah, definitely. Um, it kind of added another another texture to the day that we hadn't seen previously. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, the the vocals were very King Cruel, um, but as you pointed out when I sort of... Well, similar in tone, yeah. Yeah, um, as, but as you pointed out, there's not much you can do about that. Um, you know, if you sound a bit like someone, you sound a bit like someone you can't sing a different way if that's not your voice a, a better vocalist than King Cruel do you think? yes like, like technically much better interesting well I think King Cruel has that He his is more about his tone and how he delivers that and that's very good uh, this guy has more of more range and um, more control over his voice I believe good shout yeah um, so that was our last gig of the day we finished off in a little bit of a party thrown by King Mob magazine shouts to them for inviting us along to that um, yeah. and then we called it a night and then we called it a night eventually yes yeah uh, and we're not too much worse for wear I think no we, we I could barely get my words out I mean maybe we are too worse for wear <laughs> um, no we're fine we're good we're ready to rumble yeah for the next round and I think part of that is because of the energy that was given to us by a part of our day that we missed out in that little run through because it's coming up now. We were lucky enough to welcome the amazing Nalufi Anya on tracks for a little interview. And here it is. We love it. Take it away, us. It's my absolute pleasure hmm. to welcome Nalufa Yanya to Tracks. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm really, really good, thank you. Uh, welcome to Brighton. I really believe you've just, literally just arrived here. Yeah. From London. Yeah. And you've only been in London a few days, this is my understanding. Yeah, so I got off the plane yesterday and I was in Philadelphia and Arizona. That is a lot of travelling in a short amount of time. How do you cope with that? Is that something that comes easy to you? The travelling, I don't think think anyone finds it easy. Yeah. Um, But I like like being on the go, it's nice to be going different places. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't like planes. Don't like planes? I mean... I don't like the whole process, but oh, okay. it's it's nice to travel. Yeah, so you're playing shows out there. Mm. And how did they go? 
Um, yeah, really well, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So there's kind of a lot of worldwide touring at the moment. I, I seem to have been observing from a bit of a distance. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a few like European things and then we'll be back in the States again. Yeah. Sporting the Fleet Foxes in July. Wow. Yeah, which should be fun. Blimey. And then um, Chicago Festival. So apologies there, listeners. We did have a bit of an unexpected guest briefly enter the room, <laughs> but we're back here. <laughs> um, and we were talking about international shows. Does it like... Do you get that kind of buzz that we as non-Tory musicians would feel to like go and play in New York or Paris? I know you were in Paris a couple of weeks ago. Like, yeah, that to America. Me would just be so yeah, it's exciting. really exciting. It's still, um, maybe not Paris, but <laughs> not. That I don't like Paris. I like Paris, but yeah. like, it's like Europe isn't. I feel like Europe's. I don't want to say similar, but like, once you've been to France or like Germany, there's yeah. not too much difference in feeling between the two. But like America is like a bit. It's just so big, so yeah. Yeah. so much still to see. And so much... Does, do the shows feel different? Do you notice yeah. in the crowd and things like that? Yeah, yeah. generally the crowd's more... Um, I don't know. I don't know, yeah. They're either like... I mean, I think I've just had some nice shows, so yeah. the crowd's been really nice. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. And you're back for your... Is this only your second Great Escape? Did last year at the ID stage? Yeah, we did. I did last year. Yep. And back for two shows tonight on yes. Saturday. Um, how did you find last year? Did you get a chance to go and experience the festival as well? Yeah, I did actually. I stayed last year. Um, the whole time? Pretty much. Amazing. Yeah, I think I saw a few things. Yeah. yeah. Anything that particularly stands out as a great escape highlight? Um, I went to the Spotlight show. Who was playing again? Was that v- the Vivo bit? The Wagner Hall. Oh, that be the, the one, the, the big one. The big one. Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> Can't remember their name. We won't put you on the spot. Are you getting a chance to uh, to experience it this year, or are you not legging really, it straight away? Like, there's some things I wanted to see, but they're playing at the same time. Um, so. There's a lot of clashes this year. There's a lot yeah, going on. Yeah, there's everything else I want to see is at ten. Mm. Yeah. Who, who's that? Uh, I wanted to see Yusuf Days. Yeah, yeah. At ten. Um, I was just checking out the lineup, like well, I didn't know a lot of the bands, but mm. I was reading some things and I was like, Oh that sounds cool and I checked the time, I was yeah. like ten PM. <laughs> it's one thing when one. Yeah, it's one thing when it's a clash between two bands you like, it's another when it's your actual set. There's, <laughs> yeah. There's no negotiation, there's like, I have to like, maybe I'll be five minutes late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so, so every year at the end of the year, as everyone else does, we do like a top songs list. Yeah. And last year, two thousand seventeen you were our winner. Really? Baby Love yeah. was Song of the Year. Oh. We wish we had a trophy to give to you. And there was a, a little <laughs> kind of brainstorming session yesterday where we were like, what could we make in a 24 baby. hours? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that would have been an odd gift. <laughs> that's a lot of responsibility for a trophy. I think that's probably the last thing you need on tour, right? A gold, just a little golden one. Okay, next time you're on the show, we will deliver a golden baby. <laughs> Um, but until then, we're just going to say Song of the Year. That's amazing, um, thank you. Yeah, we absolutely adore that song. And, you know, without wanting to go kind of full fanboy nerdy, like, just can you tell us, like, something that we won't know about that song, potentially, or something that, where it came from, what you love about it? Um, or maybe you don't. Yeah. Uh, I just really like how it's very repetitive. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and very simple. Um, and it doesn't really feel like it goes anywhere particularly yeah um but yeah i mean 
I wrote like a while ago and it's, I still really like it. It's yeah. also a good song. That's a really good song because yeah. we speak to a lot of bands who that they're sort of major tunes. Um, not they're not sick of playing them, but like yeah. there is a little bit of oh that one. We saw Declan McKenna yesterday, and um, <laughs> within about one song, someone shouted, "Play Brazil!" <laughs> and he was like, "I've got other songs. Like that's not my only song." Um, oh, to be so, fair, his comeback was pretty good. Yeah, he was just like, well, I can't play that because that's my only song. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he kept introducing things as this one's also not Brazil. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it must be kind of. Cause it, would you count that as your biggest hit to date? Um, I think, yeah, in terms of. <laughs> Um, I guess it had more impact than the other songs, but yeah. I think Keep On Calling is probably still the one mm. people might know the best okay. um, at shows. But yeah, Baby Love, yeah. Yeah. So this was a, this is a question given to me by my sister when I was talking about this interview last oh. night. Um, both of our favourite part of that tune is the the blue Ferreira bit, but what... I don't know what that means. It doesn't yeah, matter. What? That was the I question. Know, yeah. And we kind of love that we don't know because you kind of sing it at the top of your voice and it's like, I've got no idea what I'm saying. I, don't know, I was thinking kind of a car, but I, is it Ferreira a car? I don't know. I don't know. It's a, no, it's a name. It's a name, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about looking up at a skylight um, for that bit. That's my favourite part of the song too. I don't... Yeah. But it's kind of nonsense. Mm. Like, that kind of... of it's like just like, a mental image. You don't yeah. know what it is. I kind of like that more. Because there was a little bit of me that thought asking that question, I'm going to be gutted if it's something rubbish. <laughs> but yeah, I like the fact it's just pure artistic license. Um, so you just put that out on a little EP. How's that gone down? Are you feeling like that's getting the reception you were hoping for? Yeah, I mean, it's weird because it's only got like two songs. On yeah, it. two songs, two remixes. So I felt like I was a bit like cheating to people. <laughs> it's like an EP, but um, I think that's okay. And I think, yeah, it's going well. Yeah, cool. So... I guess next up is is album. Yeah. In the works. Yes. Is there any kind of due date on that? Um, like next year, early next year. Early next year. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how far along the line do you feel with it? There's a slight sigh that you're getting asked this question a lot. No, no, just um, I don't really, um, I don't really know. Like I, I think it's actually going all right, but I still. So hello. you guys come to say hello. <laughs> hello. I mean, if that's not welcome to Brighton, then I don't know what is. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> it's staring at me. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like I could say halfway, but I don't. I want to do more writing. Like, I'm not like yeah. happy really with not happy, but like I'm not like yeah. Is it the I'm whole? Almost there. It's like it... I still feel like I've got a lot of work to do on it. Yeah, is it the whole process of like choosing what goes on it as well? Like, are you thinking the songs you've got right now? Yeah, I know some of them. Like, uh, I'm like, yeah, that will definitely go on it. And yeah. some of it, I'm like, don't really. I want to, want to, want to have some better stuff. Mm. Yeah, and I suppose when it's such a long process as well, like, do you feel like you keep on making things that are kind of better than something, and then maybe, maybe like, oh, I, you know, something I thought might end up on the album now has maybe dropped down the list. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I find it quite hard to write at the moment. Not hard, but like, just hard to devote time to writing. Mm. Is that because you're so busy? Yeah. 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 Downside to everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So absolute kind of um, tinfoil hat, like, fan, like, idea. But a couple of weeks ago, I believe, you were in America. <laughs> yeah. And at the same time, Tyler Creator tweeted, call me sometime. Really? We've been going mad about this. We, we think, think it's some that's a clue to a collaboration. Okay, no. No, <laughs> you're looking surprised <laughs> by that suggestion. No, it's funny because I think, 
something happened with Tyler Crow. I can't remember what it was. He asked for my tweet. Did he tweet me or he asked for my Twitter? Which is funny because it's just my name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if, he, if, he, if he just searched yeah. it. But no, yes, yes. someone sent me a screenshot because they, they were speaking to him and they, they, he asked for mine. Thank you. Okay, and now he's tweeting your lyrics. Maybe he's using your track in something. How oh. would you feel about that? Um, yeah, that'd, be, that'd be good, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That'd be pretty good. <laughs> Have you ever thought about doing collaborations with other artists? Mm, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And like, are there any artists in particular that you think I'd love to... Um, no. No. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm, I'm always, I, I really yeah. like working with different people, so. Yeah, oh, of I course. I feel like you never know until you meet someone. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like if they're open to it, really. Yeah, for sure. So. So, your band, we know you've been together for years. I, I saw you guys play at the Hope and Ruin. Uh, when was that? Towards the end of last October. year? October. And Jazzy Bobby, that was, like, it was a real surprise. I didn't know there was going to be live brass there, and it was such a pleasant surprise. It's the first time I've seen you play. Okay. And it just brings so much to it. Like, one, how lucky it is to have someone, like an amazing saxophone player who you know for years, but like, uh, how much has that influenced your music is basically what I'm trying to say. That the coincidence of having certain friends that play certain instruments. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd say it influenced quite a lot, because... I mean, someone suggested when I reason I asked Jazzy to play with me is because um, I was doing the Hey, mm. <coughs> like live version for NTS, and then um, the guys working for Nathan who produced the original track we did um, was like, "Oh, you'd be really cool with sax," and I was like, "Yeah, sax," and I was like, "Oh, I know a sax player." Yeah. Because um, I just bumped into her the week before. Oh, I okay. hadn't seen her for like two, three years. Yeah. Um, and then from then on, she just like stayed in the band. Yeah. Um, she would think she was the first first member actually yeah okay um so yeah i guess it's really influenced the um the arrangements yeah of the tracks and now we're starting to do some recording and producing work together because she's a producer as well yeah, yeah. um so yeah nice and i can't really see where the influence is but it's like it's there yeah for sure and do you do you kind of write collaboratively with all of the band or do you kind of see yourself as bringing the songs and then um, well, everyone has their own projects, so we all work yeah. on our own things. Um, but we do, yeah, we write together, and I think arranging is such a big part of writing. So yeah, and we arrange a lot of stuff together. Yeah, because we, we were listening to Johnny Marr talk yesterday. He did like a little um, with Sean Keaveney, like a little uh, hour in conversation thing, mm. and he was saying how much he he's putting out solo stuff at the moment, and he loves the responsibility of there being like four other musicians who are in his band, but he has to he has to bring mm. the songs and he really revels in that there's a little bit of me that thought that sounds horrible <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sounds so stressful <laughs> but um, I would much prefer I think the kind of the collaboration do you find that comes easily to you working with other musicians um, some, sometimes yeah. <laughs> I think when you're working by yourself for a while you, you, you tend to I guess we can get used to the freedom of being able to do whatever you like with the, the, the writing. Yeah. Someone, when someone suggests something, you're like, well, that's a good shit idea. <laughs> 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 and then, like, you come around to it later and you're like, actually, you know, that's like, a, you know, it makes sense. Has but immediately been, your thought yeah. is like, no, I'm going to change it as soon as you leave. <laughs> <laughs> Has there ever been a moment like that where someone's put something on? Yeah, loads. But then sometimes it works, sometimes it stays, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. So it's, you have to stay open, I think. Yeah, yeah. It can be hard though. <laughs> yeah, especially when it's your friends, I suppose, because like, you want to really encourage them. Like, well, yeah, you that. don't you don't want to be annoying. Yeah, and you you like their ideas because they're your friends. Yeah. Uh, so I know you've got a lot of places to be today. There's lots of things going on. Great skate bites. Very nature is hectic. So we're not going to hold you up too much 
longer but our listeners like if they want to check you out if they want to you know go and see you live is, mm-hmm. what have you got coming up that people can latch onto oh, so i've got the uk tour now yep um tomorrow's cardiff um we're doing manchester bristol nottingham <laughs> um leeds and then london 29th of may amazing so is that going to be like a bit of a homecoming yeah so we've got like a few days off before the show yeah yeah um so we'll be a big show at village underground that's big and are you going to get like is it all the friends and family everyone like hopefully, a big party yeah yeah, yeah. that sounds like the hopefully part. they show up yeah <laughs> i'm sure they will <laughs> um well, it sounds like the perfect way to end the tour and a perfect way to in- end a lovely little interview so thank you so much for joining us um i'm sorry we didn't have more time okay, but you. you know that's the nature nice of it to you. yeah thank you so much for being here and uh, good luck tonight we'll Thanks. be there i can't wait okay cool Come, how good was that bloody good an honor a privilege and once again massive thanks but we must not dwell we must move on there is a friday here at great escape to enjoy and there's some amazing acts coming up here are our top six harry you're gonna give us the first absolutely so firstly i'm going to be talking about a band that i've mentioned on the podcast many many a time i absolutely love them i think they're growing and constantly getting better and that is hers who will be playing on friday today uh, Beach House, 1pm to 1.30pm. And then also, this on the same day, Horatio's 10.15 to 10.45. I think I'd like the second one more. Me too. I think that'll be really good. Yeah, 10.15 at Horatio's, bullsh. Yeah. You've got to do your late one. Yeah. I mean, what was it? Um, the Big Moon was a late one, wasn't it? Oh, that was, and that was one of my favourite ever. Yeah. Ever Great Escape Moments. Was that last year or the year before? That was last year, I believe. Yeah, it was last year. Yeah. And um, hers are just as kind of, they've got some songs that you can really groove to and some kind of upbeat ones as well, but some really nice slow numbers that bring you back down a little bit. And I think their set will be very varied in tone and like stuff like that. And they're really like, like you were talking earlier, they're, they're kind of that indie band that have a lot more... Um, that like their song structure and stuff is much more interesting to me, and they're, I really like his voice. They're art school kids, aren't they? Then you can feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they've got that kind of Beach Boys esque like aspect to their to their music and that dreamy pop, dreamy pop kind of stuff. Um, kind of eighties sounding. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I'm going to play a song by them. Uh, I'm going to play their new track actually because it's not one we would have heard on here yet but we will tonight for show um it's called love on the line in brackets cool now so this is hers
So there we go. Love on the line in brackets. Cool now by hers. Tim, what's your first pick? So first up for me, I'm going for a bit of a kind of singer-songwritery vibe. I think the authentic singer-songwriter is someone, apart from Declan McKenna, we haven't really seen yet, and I'm really excited, so I feel like today's a good day. Maybe slightly because I'm feeling a little bit tender, mm. that I would like something a tiny bit softer, but with still plenty of bite. I'm going for Hayley Hendricks, uh, Canadian, I believe, who is over here for the first time in Brighton, and she just put out an album called I Need to Start a Garden. Well, out. It's eight tracks, oh, yes. eight tracks, and I still haven't really decided whether I think that's an album or a long EP. It's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. But either way, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, there's a certain song called Oom Shalala, which I've been singing all weekend, really, but even longer than that. Um, probably annoying people, because the first line is, the milk is sour, and I just really like the way she says yeah. it, and I just can't the stop saying milk is yeah. sour? Um, what a cool way to start a song as well um, but she's really really cool really great and I'm excited to see what she brings in a live set whether it's just her and the guitar or if there's going to be a backing band um, I'm going to play that song Oom Shalala and I think you're going to enjoy it The milk is out I've barely been to college and I've been doubtful of all that I've dreamed of The brink of my existence Essentially it's a comedy The gap in my teeth And all that I can cling to The milk is sour Shalala, um, um, shalala Um, shalala, um, um, shalala The milk is sour With olives on my thumbs And all that I've stuck to And all that I've clung to I thought like a Sha 
So that was Hayley Hendrix, and just to remind you, she's going to be playing at 6.15 today at the Unitarian Church. It's her only show of the of the festival, so make sure you get down to it. It's going to be a big one. Opposite Mash Town as well, right? I believe so. Yeah. Right in the centre of town. Have a little drinky poo, go and see a nice bandy poo. Bandy poo. <laughs> um, right, my next pick, Tim, is a guy called Bear Cubs. I uh, can't remember if I've played them on the podcast before. Uh, relatively new to me, um, don't know a whole deal about them, but I'm really excited to go and see what their live sets might be like. Um, so they're playing uh, at 8.15 to 8.45 at Beach House. Again, one of the favourites. I think kind of emotive, electronic music, uh, lo-fi house, stuff like that. Uh, the one song that I'm going to play reminds me very, very, very much of James Blake. Uh, and I think once you hear it, you'll know exactly why I say that. Um, I feel like that time could be a good time. Just like you, it's kind of... It is downbeat a bit. Like, it's um, it's not going to be too in your face. But it still holds elements of kind of nighttime, you know, music. If that makes sense to you. Yes, Does that, that makes sense, sense to me. Good. I'm glad it makes sense to someone. So <laughs> I'm going to play the song by Bear Cubs called Underwaterfall. Thank you. 
So there we go, Underwaterfall by Bear Cubs, and like I said before, playing at Beach House 8.15pm. Go do that and see the music. <laughs> Tim, <laughs> what, what's up next? Uh, next up for me is an act that I'm not completely sure whether is a serious act or a bit of a joke, but I introduced you to him this morning, Harry, mm. and I feel like you quite enjoyed it. The name is Jimothy Lacoste, yeah. which immediately, Jimothy... What's that all about? That's like a name that I make up for somebody. Yeah. Well, he's not actually called Jimothy. He's no. called Timmy Gonzalez, apparently, which is also quite a good stage name. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's gone for Jimothy Lacoste, and he's ma- he's a bit of a kind of viral star at the moment for his kind of deadpan, slightly ironic, tongue-in-cheek... Um, what would you call it? Like, what is that kind of music? I don't know. It's kind of ironic music, isn't it? Like, yeah. um, it, it that song you showed me reminded me, and I think uh, maybe not to the levels, but of uh, Zach Villers cool video. Yeah, it is a little bit like that. Sort of all that sort of little world, a bit kind of um, self-deprecating lo-fi rap. Yeah. A bit of, do you remember Man Like Me? Man like me. They had a song called Peculiar, and they were on an IKEA advert singing, um, "You'll always find us in the kitchen at parties." Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Them. They rem- he really reminds me of them, and I don't know if that's a completely bizarre reference that no one's going to get. Um, but basically, he's got a few songs that are, they're just funny, and they yeah. Whether they're serious or not, I think it'll be a real laugh, and I think the people who are going to be attracted to go and watch him are going to be, you know, a fun crowd. There's going to be people who are just up for a right laugh this weekend. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's actually got two shows, amazingly. One is at 6.30 at the Walrus, which is a fairly fancy pub, so I'm not really sure where that is going to be taking place. I'd be interested to go and check that out. I haven't seen a gig there yet. And uh, one at Comedia at 
1.15am. So he's kind of got a headline slot of the comedian. Wow. Uh, which is amazing. It really is. I mean, as he says in the song, life is getting quite exciting for Jimothy Lacoste. Um, so I'm going to play his biggest hit. It's called Getting Busy. What am I going to do on Monday, Monday? Boy, I'm finna get ES paid. Schedule's getting busy, might have to hire a maid. It's getting quite exciting What am I gonna do on Monday, Monday? Boy, I'm finna get ES paid Schedule's getting busy, might have to hire a maid Life is getting quite exciting What am I gonna do on Friday? Man, I'm finna have a fun day Maybe hit a motive if the sky is grey Or just meet girls and just say hey, hey I'm a busy, friendly guy So I will say hey, but say goodbye Cause my schedule is packed and I've got things to go through But hang on, wait, this Monday I've got nothing to do so let's meet up and have some good times We can eat some pizza while we listen to Michael Rhymes I love the new me, this ain't no conspiracy When I walk down road it feels like I'm in luxury What am I gonna do on Monday, Monday? Boy, I'm finna get ES paid Schedule's getting busy, might have to hire a Damn. It's amazing how good you feel When you've got a schedule and you're eating healthy meals Keeping your life busy, once a month popping fizzy Hella confident so I can walk up to any piffy Sipping Uber, don't mess with Uber If I see your white girl you already know I'll move on Watch my dance moves We can dance and laugh like wealthy, happy, cool Jews But hang on I've got to check my schedule One moment darling I'm later at my rental I'm gonna have to dip I'll see you soon Baby don't get sad When I'm rich I'll take you to the moon What am I gonna do on Monday? Might have to hire a maid Life is getting quite exciting What am I gonna do on Monday, Monday? Boy, I'm finna get ES paid Schedule's getting busy Might have to hire a maid Life is getting quite exciting
So you have it, that was Jimothy Lacoste. Harry, your third and final pick for today, please. Thank you very much. Uh, now today is a pretty difficult one because there is a lot going on in the old evening time. Um, just to name a few, Superorganism, Gengar, Yellow Days again, Borns, I think they're called. Burns. 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 Cardinal Bourne. <laughs> um, I don't know. But um, the person I am probably going to go and see is a guy called Gus Dapperton. Um, playing at the Arch at 10 to 10.30. Smelly. Yeah. Well, then playing at the Haunt 8.30 to 9 on Saturday. Less smelly. So maybe, maybe we'll do that one instead. Um, Gus Dapperton is kind of, uh, a, kind of a classic indie rock or hazy 80s kind of indie rock if that makes sense not too dissimilar from somebody like hers with kind of dreamy pop sounds um but a really nice vocal kind of funny and interesting vocal uh, lyrics as well um and he's a he's a cool looking guy as well he's one of them ones that you know gets away with a lot of stuff you you just could not the haircut included the haircut, the clothes, everything. I mean, yeah. do I want to be Gus Depperton? It's possible. I think you might want to be Gus Depperton. At least have a name similar. There's a song that I really, really like that I want to play to you now, and it's called Prune, You Talk Funny. I like the way that words come out your mouth It takes me
prune, you talk funny. Uh, that's going to be a, a nice bit of fun. Uh, Tim, what is your next pick, please? My next and last pick is a band who have the rare and unusual honour of having an episode of Tracks named after them, sort of. Okay. I'm saying it's just night talk, baby. Oh, yeah. Giant Party, South London's finest, are down here for the weekend and they're playing at the Prince Albert tonight at 10.15pm. They're sort of an indie four-piece who, well, funnily enough, it says here, they've gained praise from Elton John. Elton John. The the one and only. I'm assuming the one and only, unless it's someone else who's also called Elton John, <laughs> yeah. who just quite likes them. <laughs> yeah. Mate, can you uh, give us a nice word, please? But I'll tell you what, if it's good enough for Elton John, it must be good enough for the rest of us, right? Um, yeah. They sound a little bit like early Twin Shadow, which is, you know, a big Very shout cool. for people like us who are into that stuff. I always uh, compare them a little bit to Lower Dens as well, I re- who are another band I really like. It's kind of that um, slightly dark, moody, sort of brooding um, kind of atmospheric indie. It says, again, I'm, you know, I, I apologise for just reading off a little guide, but there's a, there's a sentence here that I'm never going to outdo. It says, The live show is a smoothly genteel riot of fluorescent lights and fluid leaf grooves embodied by a singer rolling around the stage. I hope he does actually roll around the stage. That would be, be cool. excellent. <laughs> he just rolls on and just continues to <laughs> rolls roll. Rolls on, rolls off. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. Um, but yeah, they're really, really great band. And I'm going to play us out today with their latest single. It's called Actress. It came out a couple of weeks ago and I'm a big, big fan. Thank you all for tuning in once yeah. again. We've got another really exciting day coming for you tomorrow. Can't wait to join you once again in 24 hours time. If you're at the festival, have a good one. If you're not, still have a good one. Yeah. Everyone have a good one. Well, we have a good one. Good one. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) Go on, Tim. Let's get energised. Yeah.